Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 14th episode of Ramblings from Nowhere. As always, I'm your host, Jason Hull, and joining me once again this week is my dearly missed co-host, one Clay Dotson. This is the way, Jason. <laughs> this is the way. No, nothing, you know. Just glad to be back home. Um, Real quick before we get into the episode itself, uh, somehow I managed to go to Florida and come back with a head cold, so I apologize in advance for coughs and sneezes and snotty noses and all that wonderful stuff. And uh, secondly, uh, I haven't really... I had time to sit down and put an actual episode together, so this one's going to be a little different too. Um, won't really be a main event or news. I've got a couple of things. I think me and Clay are just going to talk this week. Uh, so uh, it's funny how our bite size, our our bite size uh, snack episode was still like forty. Yeah, Josh still got hard to me. He's like, he's like, your snack size episode was still forty-five minutes. I was like, well. Considering how long they normally are, and the fact that we went two and a half on that one, I thought it was pretty good for us. Yeah. So, so uh, just wait till Star Wars comes out, <laughs> and then we'll see how long it goes. Because we will, uh, I am planning on having some uh, guests on for that episode. Uh, we'll have some. Oh, uh, you can get Mark Hamill on there. Yes. Uh, okay. And Carrie right. Fisher and Peter Mayhew. It's pretty, it's pretty messed up, man. A lot of those people are dead. Kenny Baker. We will reach out to Carrie Fisher via the dark arts. Peter Cushing. Uh, anybody They're else? Dead, They're all dead. Oh, I thought we were just okay. My bad. It's the it's the medicine. Trust me. Sir, Sir Alec Guinness. <laughs> but uh, that's Don not. so. But that's what we're looking at. But uh, with that, Clay. Uh, let's see. We recorded last time on Monday, was it? Yeah. So it's been quite a while since we've really talked. I've talked to you on text and stuff, but I I was knee-deep in the world of Disney, so I was immersed in that whole thing. I, I don't even know what was going on outside of Disney World, hardly. Uh, you know, you just get up, you Disney. You go to sleep, you get up in Disney. Uh, a lot of times in the sleep, you're still trying to Disney. I know my daughter was a couple times. So, But anyway, Clay, uh, how's it been since the last time we talked? It's good, man. It's kind of like a cult, though, isn't it, right? Disney? Don't really have any interaction with the outside world. You're within their compound. I don't really yeah. want to, though. Oh, uh, boy. For me, i to follow what Mickey says. Uh-huh. Oh, boy. Well, I don't know about that, but uh, I had a good Mickey time. Mickey says to drain the blood of the innocent. Uh-huh. Oh, boy. <laughs> no, dude, listen. My, I've had a really good uh, past week and a half. Uh, Saturday, a very interesting exchange happened. Um, I was going to go to Hardee's for breakfast. I was in the drive-thru. And I noticed that there was a person ordering, and then there was, like, two car links. And then there was a person back, and then there was two people behind that car. Like, the guy was, like, in front of the entrance. So he's probably, I just, you know, I just like, hey, maybe this guy's waiting on somebody to pick somebody up, which is terrible, though, because these people behind him, behind him think he's probably in line. But, you know, there's still, like, two car, still, you know, still two car spaces in front of him. So I just go around him. I mean, why wait? I mean, the guy's probably waiting on somebody else. And so I pull around. And I get ready to order. And all of a sudden, that truck that I thought was waiting for somebody is right next to my car, cursing me up and down. <laughs> like, if you, if you have that, you're a human being, all this. And I'm like, whoa, okay, <laughs> listen, you know. When I passed the guy, he had earbuds in, and he was looking down at his phone. If that doesn't just tell me, hey, this dude's waiting on somebody, I don't mm-hmm. know what else is. But uh, So I just turned and started ordering. I was like, whatever, dude. And so he decides to park his car, his truck, excuse me, in front of my Jeep so I can't move. And I'm like, oh, great. This is – I'm going to get shot over a damn biscuit. <laughs> and the guy reminded me like something off South Park. You know, the guys are like, you took your job. He's all like uh, – he gets out of his truck. And I'm sitting there like, oh, I'm going to die. And he's all like, you got in line and you duck the biscuit, you know, and all this stuff. And so I look at him and I just shrug my shoulders and turn back around to the the drive-thru. And the, you can tell that they're laughing. They're yeah. probably like, what the hell's going on? Uh-huh. 
And I was like, hey, can I get a Dr. Pepper with that, please? And I just look at the guy, and he just kind of shrugs his shoulders like, you deserve to get your ass kicked. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, dude, you look like you're waiting on somebody. And then, first of all, that's rude. You're on your cell phone. Get off your cell phone. Pay attention to your surroundings, you know? So <laughs> I, I leave Hardee's. I order and get my food and all that good stuff. And I decided to take a different ride home just because. And lo and behold, who is in the opposite lane but that guy on the truck? And my window was still down. You know what I did? I waved at him. <laughs> I don't know why I did it, but it was like the worst smart-ass thing I could have done. Did he go off again? Did it start him up again? It did because I looked at my rear view mirror, and he is in the middle of traffic turning around illegally. All right? And I'm like, man... I'm I'm dead. I'm gonna die. Like I'm not gonna be able to. I'm like, and plus I'm hungover. I went out the night before, so here I am. Like, man, I just want to go home, eat this biscuit, go back to sleep. And plus, I also had Bean in the back. Bean went with me, so I heard this Chihuahua just knowing what the hell's going on. And so I turn into where he can't see me. I, I'm just turn right. I'm, I'm keeping it calm, and I take another right where the justice center is. Mm-hmm. And so he's probably coming around the opposite end and doesn't know where I'm going. And I ended up losing him. I was real smart, and I just went the opposite way. And I was sitting there just going over the whole thing that happened. I was like, Jesus, you know, people are crazy nowadays. I probably could have gotten shot over a damn over biscuit. Over a biscuit. <laughs> over a damn biscuit. <laughs> because he was on his damn cell phone. And he's that type of guy that has his earbuds in and while he's driving. You know, that's a big yeah. no-no. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm going home, and I'm on the main road to where I live. And lo and behold, in the opposite lane, it was him again. I was like, oh, my God. It was like Michael Myers. So he pumps his brakes. Pumps his brakes. But you know what? I, I kept it cool. I didn't just do I didn't. I just kept going. I passed my apartment complex, so he didn't know where I lived. <laughs> and he didn't follow. But that was my story about a little ass kicked over. Now, you know, the thing is, though, if he was actually just real cool and calm about it, I would apologize. But listen, man, you know, I really thought, and I tried to explain to him, but he wasn't having anything. I would have bought his food for him. You know, yeah. that's not nice. I said, Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours, whatever. But no, he just kept cussing me up and down. And I was like, man, okay, this is this is not good. But yeah. Hey, he drank my biscuit and the biscuit, man. <laughs> Pay attention. It's like with people on their cell phones when they're driving. Um, anyways, other than that, uh, it's been a week. I've been just playing a bunch of random Xbox games. I've been achievement horning it up. Um, and yeah, uh, comic book. I didn't go to comic book. Uh, didn't go to comic book store today. I can't remember what I got last week. I think it was X Men number two, no. wasn't it? X Men number two last week. I think so. No, your, it was no because that was the week before because I Excalibur, Excalibur yeah. and um, Marauders, which they're just good. I mean, they're filling in all these holes. So, well, speaking uh, of, I'm good. So, speaking of uh, comic books, a friend of the show, uh, Jonathan, texted me a few minutes ago and asked if I had saw the tweet that Hickman had uh, put out about trying to get mm-hmm. fired. From X Men, have you seen this? No. Yeah. Uh, he he linked an article to me too. It's uh, from Bleeding Cool, and it's Jonathan Hickman is trying to get fired from the X Men. <laughs> it says, "What would Rob Liefeld think of that?" <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, apparently he's had some issues with uh, with, with Mark? Hickman's run. Oh, Liefeld does. Yeah. So, but anyway, let me read you these two um, tweets. So, Hickman uh, tweeted out, If you're unhappy with me writing X-Men, I want you to listen closely. I'm doing everything I can every single day to get fired. They just won't do it. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, Marvel ex-editor Jordan White confirmed it by saying, I wish he were lying. (laughs) <laughs> he, re- he had replied to it or retweeted. I'm sorry with that. Liefeld's just a bad sport. And then Liefeld was so. uh, basically just talking about. Um, let's see. Let me find his quote. Uh, oh, and by the way, man, if you're reading today's X-Men comics and you're like even a little excited by them, like these are way better. Burn, Climate, Claremont, Austin, 
top of all time. Okay, way better. There's action. Things happen. There's consequences. People aren't talking about other people. Blah, 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 blah. And so that's what he thinks of Hickman Run, which a lot of people are, you know, I mean, it's pretty divisive, um, the Hickman Run on here. But uh, I told Jonathan, I said, I hope he doesn't get fired because that's like one of the main talking points on the podcast every week. So yeah. I don't know what we do. Yeah, <laughs> we, exactly. We have to read another comic book, and I don't want to. <laughs> Rob well, Liefeld just needs to I, shut yeah. up anyways, because all he's good at doing is drawing extra pouches on a comic book character. Yeah. How many uh, pouches do you think Cable probably had in the 90s? Didn't he? But when we met him that time, didn't he draw, nice. didn't he draw yeah. you a really good Thor? Was it Thor? He did, yeah. He, well, the thing and, is, he drew me a really good portrait of Thor, like his face. Yeah, but it was like in, what was it? It was like a... Like one minute sketch thing he was doing or something like that, wasn't it? It was just doing free sketches, but no, he did the. But, but within a time limit, I can't remember. I don't. Moment. I don't because think it's a time limit because he, I got, did, he spent more than a minute on mine and my sister's. So sister I got, got Captain America and I got Thor. I got Deathstroke. He did Deathstroke for me at that one. Now, if you easy me, because that's Deathstroke. I mean, Deadpool's a ripoff of Deathstroke. Yeah. So if you it's had done, if you had done, if you guys him do feet and stuff, it would have took you know. Four or five hours because he can't draw feet. No, no, it'd take longer than that because he still can't ever get a drive. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so there's that. I hope it's not true. Um, I hope Hickman's not wanting to leave. We'll see. Uh, anything else happening? No, nah, no, nah, not really, man. So everything's been good. All right. Well, before I talk a lot of Disney stuff. Let's get the two biggies out of the way, our weekly uh, TV recaps, because apparently we only watch two shows, really. Although I am trying to, uh, I've, last night I sat down, I had to, uh, I got called into work and had to work from like 5 in the afternoon until 11 that night on a on a job and come home and I was like, okay, I'm going to watch, I'm going to start watching His Dark Materials. And so I sat down, and I wanted to watch uh, an episode of Imagineers because it's you had a new episode out. So anyway, I fell asleep and didn't watch either. But I am trying to watch his dark materials. Hopefully, while we're on this little break, I don't have to work the rest of the week. So I'm hoping while this break's happening, I can uh, catch those. I got caught up on uh, his, uh, his dark materials. Um, it's good. I mean, it's been a while since I've read the book, but the book. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's a good show. It's, so, got but, the, it's got the little girl ex- that played X-23. Yeah. In uh, Logan. In Logan, yeah. Yeah. So, and but, she kills, she's killing it. I mean, she's so charismatic. And so. then, let's see. Let's get, but let's get to it here because it's our weekly recaps. First up, let's go with, uh, let's start with uh, Mandalorian this week, episode three. Your thoughts? It's good. I mean, every episode is just getting better than the mm-hmm. the previous episode. Most and you knew he was going to, you knew, yeah, you know, we had first action yeah. pack, but you knew he was going to come back for the yeah. yodeling. Man, how cute is it when he takes the uh, the ball off the steering off his gear shift in the car, and I mean in the spaceship. I love I that know. part. And then he has to take it from you, puts it back on, and then at the end you get the payoff because he gives it back to him. But um, Man, it's good stuff. Really liking what we're seeing so far. Uh so John Favreau he voices the that the Mandalorian that had the the Gatling gun, the big the one that gave him uh, had issues yeah. with him when he first came yeah. back. Yeah. yeah, pretty sure it's John Favreau, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, that sounds right. It was cool to see all kinds of Mandalorians in action. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's stuff I've I've read in comic books. Yeah, and so to see that now, it was just it was amazing. Yeah, but but now oh, by the way, since I also thought there was like three factions looking for the yodeling, obviously it wasn't. Now it's been confirmed that they had sent out to everyone. That was a pretty funny moment too, by the way, when everybody's everybody's uh, little tracker thing started lighting up at the same time. Gosh, but Good. yeah, so obviously it was the Imperials. So that's the thing, though. So. Bernard Hortz, or Herzog's character, we still have no idea who he is. He's mm-hmm. just an Imperial remnant. But the dude that works for the Camino Corp, I mean Corp, or Corp, <laughs> the Caminoans, whatever, the cloning facility, um, he seemed like very much wanting to protect the Yodeling. But he seemed genuine about trying to save him, didn't he? Yeah. 
Uh, but uh, I'm just I'm really can't wait to to see what happens next. But I do want to know. I mean, these flashbacks we're getting are good. I want to know who saves him from that uh, super battle droid. Yeah. Because you know, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna flip if it's like Obi Wan. Because there's always there were rumors that you and McGregor would make an appearance in the show. So. Because it was during the Clone Wars, right. obviously. So if it's either him or Yoda, I can understand then if it was Yoda, why he has this want to protect this Yodeling. I think he wants to protect the child because, man, that's one cute little Yoda. You know it? Yeah. And he just, crack, is, he just cracks me up all the time. And also, I did not, I didn't realize that these episodes were so short. I always felt like they were short, but that's because um, I was just into them. And you know how it is when you're watching. I mean, I can watch Avengers Endgame, and it's, you know, three hours, and it goes by, it seems like, in the snap of, <clears throat> snap of a finger. But uh, this episode was only 37 minutes, and the one before it was only 33. And mm-hmm. I think the first one was a little longer. But, man, that's some well-crafted storytelling when you can get that much into, you know, that little – of, you know, almost sitcomly type of show going on, and the and the woman that directed this episode, which is pretty cool, because she's like the first woman ever to direct anything mm-hmm. really. I think Star Wars related. She is going to be running and directing Obi Wan, right? Yeah, That's what I was, yeah. So I feel like we're in good hands, and so I'm really interested to see what she's going to do again. Mm-hmm. So well, next but, week we yeah. get Gina Carino's uh, character comes onto the scene, uh, former. Was she a former assassin or something? I can't remember. It's been so long since I've looked at the stuff. So. <coughs> yes, can't wait, though. And I'm just wondering, you know, when IG-11 is coming back. So. so it's pretty neat. Um, I can't remember if I told you or not. but um, So, of course, I'm knee-deep in Disneyland all week. and um, Or not Disneyland, Disney World. But anyway, people are just talking about the Mandalorian all the time. Like. Just randomly, they'll stop you. Like, I was at um, the Disney store at Disney Springs uh, and on Saturday, and we were just looking around and stuff, and I was checking out a couple things, and the guy saw my hat, and he said, hey, what do you think of the child? And so then next thing you know, I'm having this big... <laughs> what? It, it was a guy... That, it was, okay, well, it was a guy that worked there, worked at the Disney store. Hey. But hey. he he was from uh, Australia. Hey, hey, hey. He was hey, from Australia, think? and uh, we had like a thirty minute conversation, which uh, you know it's pretty neat though. I mean, it's drumming up that kind of talk again, uh, and not in a bad way. You know, the only time you'd ever talk about the prequels was like when you want to put them down, which we did dis the dis uh, the prequels quite a bit too. So, but uh, man, this is good. I I, I love it. I'm excited. I can't wait to see hey, this, man, hey. this Friday's episode. Hey, what do you think about the Yoda baby? <laughs> yeah. No, it's the child. But unfortunately, yeah. there was no there was no merchandise available while I was there. Although, from what I've seen, the merchandise isn't that good yet anyway. I think I'd like to get me a shirt or something. Even just a Mandalorian shirt, but I didn't like anything they had there. So, that's a quick little side note on that. But, uh... <laughs> On to Watchmen. Yes. Man. Gosh. Can we find out about who's under, who's under the hood? That has been... That was never answered in the comics. It was always mm-hmm. hinted about. Yeah. I always figured he was white. Now, obviously, I think that's what Alan Moore meant. And obviously, Damon Lindelof and the writers have kind of retcon things. I, th- I think they yeah. have. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, but... Wow. Um, let's have no idea what's going to happen. I mean, it was an amazing episode with everything in black and white. And, yeah. you know, her... His memories playing out through her. Her, and and her playing out his memories, I guess. She so. would pop in, like... Or when they tried to pull her out that time and she went back in. Uh, this is just a... Uh, man, it's a good episode. Uh, did you see it coming, by the way, that uh, um, what's-his-name was going to be 
uh, hooded justice. Is that right? I can't even think tonight, man. I'm telling you, this uh, medicine I'm on has got me all flipped That's out. That's no justice. Yeah, um, yeah I think they kind of mentioned him on that um, American Hero story. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess it's not surprising. And the fact that, you know, when Angela gets ready to go fight crime, she darkens her eyes, which is different, yeah. versus him actually, you know, applying white on his, and no one would know who, you know. And, it, and the thing is, it's weird to me, because in the comics, I mean, he was kind of uh, sympathetic to Hitler, though, right? Mm, if I remember right. It's been a long yeah, time. Yeah, it's very weird. Yeah. But now I guess it would make sense, though, for him to say that to throw people off of the trail that he's actually an African-American fighting right. crime. But it was a very interesting episode, very heartbreaking. Um, also, no Adrian <coughs> Wright. No Ozymandias in this. They actually let this episode tell its story and let it breathe. Which I liked. I think it was a I think it was good to center the whole episode around uh Angela and taking this and, you know, seeing what happened and giving us this whole backstory without any interruptions. Mm-hmm. Uh just the whole race relations in America back then, man, it was just it was just brutal. But I, th- I think they did a really good job with it. Um, um, did you read the PDpedia? I did not get to. Um, I've been wanting to. Uh, anything interesting in that in this week? They had a, which I guess feels like something out of a People magazine, which is a fact or fiction about Lady Triu. Nothing really big has come out. Um, they think she could be romantically involved with the president, maybe. <laughs> And some just other weird stuff um, yeah. about her child, about her upbringing and stuff like that. So uh, who knows, <laughs> really, with that. And another one was just uh, uh, Pete, Agent Pete, as a matter of fact, coming to terms with um, – because they now know that Hood of Justice because Angela was screaming it out loud. So they now know who Hood of Justice was. Oh, and they right. are actually looking for her grandfather now. They are okay. looking for Will. So she let it out while she was under, basically. Yeah, gotcha. so, but again, the the score was good. God, man, they're just yeah, just nailing it. So yeah, yeah, it was it was a good episode, man. I can't wait for the next one Sunday. Yep, we're down to the final three. Uh, I'm interested to see where uh, Adrian goes from here. Uh, you know that the the tease for the next episode showed him in the courtroom and all that. So yeah. Uh, and uh, I'm excited. I'm, I can't. I mean, it's just we're just waiting. It's the countdown, pretty much, till we get to see Doctor Manhattan again. Yeah, I think maybe I, I, if he's I, not in it, I'd be I'd be surprised. I I think he's going to be in it. I don't know how much, but um, I did see a thing. Uh, the Doomsday Clock will come into play. It will be turned on um, in these last three episodes at some point. So uh, I we'll wonder with with Lady Trio though it also just talks about her obsession with uh, Doctor Manhattan. Uh-huh. You know she's the one who put up those phone booths to Mars. She's the one who put that satellite that's recording Doctor Manhattan. He's still on Mars by Mars, the way. Yeah. He's just sitting there building stuff and then just tearing it down. So that just makes me wonder: Is he the one that's keeping Adrian Veidt on Jupiter? <laughs> I, I don't know. I just we'll see. She's, she's got to tie into something. That thing that she's building in Tulsa has something to do with Doctor Manhattan. Like has to has to. So yeah, we'll just we'll see. But uh, I'm excited. Uh, as always, we can't say nothing. I I don't think we've had anything bad to say about either one of these uh, TV shows so far. Which is a good thing. I'm not complaining or anything. I'm just yep. it just amazes me that we're getting this good of a uh, not one but two shows. Uh, it's, I agree. It's hard to believe. So with that, Clay, I haven't. I've been out of the loop so much that I have no news really. Uh, so I have pulled up three sites. I'm gonna scroll down through here just real quick. We ain't gonna spend a lot of time. I'm gonna see if there's any exciting uh, news, and then we'll just kind of comment on it real quick. Again, we're not gonna go too in depth on any of this. 
Uh, let's see, over at IGN, uh, they redesigned their whole website. I'm not sure about how much I like it. Garbage. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, Irishman has apparently come out on IGN while I've been gone. On Netflix. Uh, yeah, on Netflix. Sorry. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Have you got to watch it yet? Not yet. I will uh, eventually, though. Uh, yeah, I'm wanting to. I haven't got to. <laughs> um, they're pro- they're projecting uh, Rise of Skywalker between 175 and 200 million. I'll go with that. Uh, one of the funnier ones of the week, uh, John Boyega admitted that he uh, it was his script that was on eBay that had been leaked. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you can get an Instapot uh, in the shape of your favorite Star Wars droids, apparently. Uh, let's see, anything else good on here? Da, 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 I saw one other one. Uh, there's a lot of talk about Wolverine uh, and his, uh, what Hickman's insinuating, but I'm not going to go into that. Well, there's kind of like a polyamorous, yeah. I think that's right, three-way. Yeah, yeah. well, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, okay, so Jean Grey and Scott <coughs> are together, at least from how it felt from X-Men 1. They're playing mother-father to... Everyone to Rachel, mm-hmm. yeah, and to uh, Young Cable, whatever. And so, obviously, her room is connected to Wolverine's room. So, yeah. It's weird. Sure. <laughs> uh, Carnage is dead again. Uh, Venom killed him at the end of the absolute Carnage thing. It says here it dramatically changes Eddie Brock, but he's been dramatically changed, uh, what, 17 or 18 times now at least? <laughs> so, I don't know, yeah. man. You know. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm sorry. Uh, let's see. I think I'm about done here. Not seeing anything else of interest. So let's move on. Because we haven't talked video games, so I just pulled up two mainly video game sites. Uh, Polygon. Here's what I'd like to look at. 40 movies for every kind of family to watch over the holidays, but we're not going to go there right now. Um, <laughs> all the Black Friday sales are up, by the way. Have you seen anything good? No, I looked at the Xbox sale, and I, there's nothing. I'm not going to pull the trigger or anything. Uh, I pulled up um, the Contra bundle for like 10 bucks. Uh Looked pretty good, but that was about it for me. Uh, there's absolutely nothing happening in the world. Of, oh. Ryan Johnson's oh. Knives Out comes out this weekend. Are you excited? I know we've talked about that. Yes. I want to watch it. Can't wait. God, though, it, it looks so good. Yeah. Yeah. It's I getting good. Uh, it's getting good. Good I reviews. Mean, early reviews. A lot of good chatter about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably one I'd really like to try to get out and see this weekend, whether I do or not. Different story. Uh, the, the Death Stranding. No. Don't care about that. I think that's it. I don't see nothing else we're talking about at all. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Xbox games with gold for December is Jurassic World Evolution and Toy Story 3. So there's that for the Xbox players. I'll get them because I have all the rest of them. I think PlayStation has uh, Titanfall 2 and I can't remember what there's what the other game for them is. Uh, okay. Dice reveals, just real quick, what makes people quit Battlefield 5 matches. They're losing Pretty much. Well, they want to make sure it's it's fair. You know, you have a chance uh-huh. to survive. I mean, there's been uh, some issues with their weapons, like, you know, SMGs, like, killing people from long distance. You know, that should not be happening. So I can understand that frustration. I never have issues with that. Um, I mean, I'm not, I got, I'm not getting spawn killed. I actually have time to run out, you know, and, and, and try to defend myself or kill somebody. Mm-hmm. So. So, I've been thinking about uh, getting back into Battlefront, by the way. I've been on a big, ever since the Mandalorian hit, been starting to immerse myself back into the Star Wars Well, universe. that's funny you would say that. I actually went back and played a bunch of games on there Saturday. And, wow, it has changed a lot. And it is, it's it's amazing. It's still amazing to play. So, and everything's been free, update-wise. I mean, they've yeah. added more characters. Um, check it out. Yeah, definitely. That's good to hear. Um, I knew it had been uh, going good, but you know. Well, they finally added. They've added more. Um, well, more like troopers. Like there's all kinds of uh, variety now for the clone troopers. Like mm-hmm. everything you can choose from. They've added more tanks. Uh, you know, on some levels, good. I was like, 
you know, yeah, it was such a fight to get a tank. You had to sit and wait and wait. Well, they actually added a, a, a really cool tank for the clone troopers. Because mm-hmm. I was wondering, like, why it was kind of unfair, though, when you're the droid army, you know, you're the separatists, and they had those bad, you know, those little badass yellow tanks I'd I love to get in. Yeah. Um, but now they have their own version. And so now it kind of makes things a little bit more fair. But yeah, yeah definitely get back into it, man. I, I'd, I'd like to play again with a bunch of people. check it out tonight, actually. I think. It's cool. Uh, and lastly, um, I flipped over to Hollywood uh, Reporter real quick. Um, Gabriella Union got fired from America's Got Talent. Uh, that's all I got. Wow. So, I didn't watch the show, but that's interesting. Uh, just uh, I, uh you know how it is with uh, those types of shows. They just kind of uh, just feel the need to change that something didn't jail right or that kind of thing. I don't know. I'm just going with uh, what little I know, which is next to nothing. Uh, let's see. That's it. That's it. That's all we got. So that's it for news, people. It was pretty terrible news, but hey. Actually, it's probably better than most of the news we do, Clay. <laughs> Our news ends up lasting three hours. Yeah, sure. So, uh, with that, uh, just real quick, I want to touch on uh, Disney World and what we did and all that kind of stuff. Because <clears throat> we went down, my daughter is four and she'll be five on Friday. And we took her. As a kind of a birthday slash last trip for her before her world changes when we have these twins. And so I could go check out Star Wars Galaxies too, among right. other things. So <clears throat> let's get right into it. Uh, we went to Hollywood uh, Studios the first day. Uh, the last time I went to Hollywood Studios, I wasn't that impressed. This was before Toy Story Land or uh, Galaxies was uh, open. They were building both of them, but they were nowhere near complete. Uh, it was We had a great day. Uh, the Galaxy's Edge stuff is uh, really, really cool. I wish I'd gotten to it during the daytime. Uh, we didn't get all the way over there until nighttime, but... Um, uh, it's everything everybody said. It's cool. I mean, you walk around and you'll see A-Wings. They have an, uh, a full-size X-Wing there. Um, they have a, what is it, Kylo Ren's First Order ship there, I think. I can't remember. And, uh, of course, the Millennium Falcon is there. And it is flipping awesome when you round that corner and look down the steps and you see it. I mean, life-size. It's just right there in front of you. Uh, we went and made uh we got a droid made a bb8 variety you can do an r2 or a bb8 but uh lk wanted to get a bb8 which is fine with me the only problem with the bb8 ones are if you take them and run them like on uh concrete say outside or something like that it will scuff them up (laughs) but uh you know that's part of it even here at the house i'm sure once uh we get to really using it and stuff, uh, you know, it's it's going to get scuffed just because, you know, it's just a ball rolling on the ground. But uh, you literally go and grab all your parts and you'll put it together and then they'll take it and set it in this little uh, box and activate it and it comes to life right there in front of your eyes. It's pretty neat. Ella Kate was oh. like, she loved it. She had a blast. Uh, we went, took her, me and her got to ride the uh, Star Tours. Uh, How is it since they've updated it? It's awesome. We got to do um, The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi on one ride, and, man, she had a blast. Awesome. And it's the first time she's ever done anything like that. Uh, So, you know, you got the 3D glasses on, and, of course, it feels like you're flying, and she was, like, worried at first that we were flying. I was like, no, you're all right. We're not flying. (laughs) Yes, we're flying, Ella. You know how it is. We are flying. You know how it is at that age, she's like, she was lifting her glasses up and down because of the 3D effects and all that, but uh, uh, we both had a blast, we were both yelling and screaming, uh, it went through all the, everything you wanted to from both of them, like uh, the whole 
Falcon Run and on uh, on Jakku, not yeah Jakku wasn't that the opening planet from Force yeah. Awakens? I, uh, you know that that whole run through the uh, Adat and all that stuff, and ends with the uh, when you're on the that spice field or whatever in the Last Jedi when they're bearing down on you and all that stuff. Uh, we it had some really funny lines in there from three PO and Finn and everybody. So we got to do that. Um, so how uh, was the uh, Millennium Falcon? The Smuggler's Run. Yeah, uh, that's what I was about to get to. Um, oh, I'm sorry. You're all right. Uh, that's I went and did it by myself. The wait time usually went from anywhere from 45 to just over an hour consistently. Mm-hmm. So I went and did it while they went to something that I think a Little Mermaid show or something. But anyway, I did the single rider. Because you can either that, that you can fast pass it, or you can just do standby time, or you can do single rider. Uh, and well, no, you can't even fast pass it yet. I'm sorry, no fast passes for anything on Galaxy's Edge at the moment. Of course, the Rise of the Resistance one isn't open yet. But anyway, so I did single rider, which got me through way quicker. Took me about 15 minutes to get to it, and then. They take six of you, and you have two pilots, two gunners, and two engineers. Okay, so did the gunners, like, go into the gunner well? No. That's the problem. That's where it falls. This is where it falls apart. This this ride, uh, basically, it's like Star Tours. You know, it's a 3D uh, motion ride type of deal. Right. (coughs) Excuse me. And if you're not one of the two pilots... It's just not that fun. And that's what I said in that text I sent out to everybody the other day. It's uh, it, it was it really was a le- I mean, okay, it's really neat. You're sitting inside the Falcon and everything, but the but the ride itself really was it was a now this may just be me, but it was a letdown because all I did uh I was a gunner and all I did was hit I had three buttons to my right and I hit one of the three the the bottom one would shoot to the left, the middle one would shoot straight ahead, and the top one would shoot to the right, and that's all I did the entire time. And there was <laughs> listen, there wow. was no there was no strategy to what I did. Eventually, I was just sitting there like drumming my fingers against it and hitting it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, the engineers they had to every once in a while they had to shoot something and pull it towards us or something like that. I thought they were just going to, you know, the, the hyperdrive go out or something. They just have no. to, to bang the cockpit a couple times and it starts no. working. Uh-uh. So, but now if you're the pilot, of course, you know, you're actually having to fly. Uh, it gives you stats, how you measure up against everybody else and all that stuff. But uh, it was really underwhelming. I hate to say that. Mm. Uh, again, though, let me stress, though, it is really freaking cool when you sit down inside the Millennium Falcon cockpit and the ride, I mean, like the three, the it's not in 3D. You're just looking at the cockpit and all that stuff is uh, really awesome. But if you're not the pilot, one of the two pilots, it's just that might have been funner if I had been there with, like, say, all all of us guys were there, our friends were there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. To have all like six of your friends there, but with just me sitting there, just like you know, drumming on three buttons. It was. Uh, it, Kind of a letdown, honestly. Uh, but, I mean, other than that, I have nothing but good to say about uh, Galaxy's Edge. I did drink the blue milk, and it is amazing. What uh, it tastes like? Uh, it's kind of a fruit, fruity type of drink. Hints of, of apricot and pomegranates. Uh, no, I, I, there was some coconut in there, I believe, if I remember right. But, uh... Uh, not too sweet though, not not like a real sweet drink, but uh, it was good. Uh, let's see. From there, we went to Disney World. I won't speak on too much because Disney World's Disney World. Um, I had a friend, my coworker, actually went at the same time I did. We weren't in the park at the same days, but he come back and said it was uh, Disney World. The the Magic Kingdom was uh overrated, and uh. I can understand where he's coming from. He's got two daughters that are seniors in high school, and they had won a cheerleading thing to go down there, and they were in a parade. So he didn't have no young kids or anything, and not a big Disney fan. And if you're not 
if first of all, if you're not a Disney fan and you don't have kids, uh, you know, at that right age, it's really not. I mean, it's not, it's not that fun to have to deal with all the crowds and you know all that stuff. Plus, if you don't, you have to you have to put the time in to plan these trips and do your fast passes and get your reservations and so on and so forth. So he was uh, underwhelmed with it. Or, But as for me, uh, we always have a great time. Uh, my wife and daughter rode It's a Small World three times, I believe it was. They Jesus. love it. They love it. Um, I rode it once. That's usually plenty for me. I don't have nothing bad to say about it. I like the ride. But uh, I did get to go ride the Haunted Mansion again. Uh, that's probably my favorite ride. It's uh, it's just fun. Uh, we did the very merry Christmas party. We watched some fireworks, and that was about it for that one. Uh, Clay, if you have any questions, by the way, as we go through these, feel free to shout uh, out. Dude, I'm just enjoying listening to, about this. You know, I've been wanting to go to Disney again for that's it's been about about 20 years since I went. It's my favorite. So. Uh, uh, we did Epcot last, and Epcot, of course, is the more, when you look at all three parks, it's more adult-oriented in the first place, because you got the World Showcase and all that stuff, uh, you know, on the back end, and of course, everybody does the drinking around the world, so you got that happening, and there's lots of drunks as you're going down through there, which is pretty funny, but uh, now, we went on Sunday, but the day before... We went and watched Frozen 2 at the nice. uh, AMC, the Disney AMC there, the big one at Disney Springs. Let me tell you something. Frozen 2 is much better than the first Frozen. The soundtrack is killer. Way better than the first one. I, I listen to it all the time. I can't quit. Uh, Casey Musgraves has got a killer uh, song on there. Um the best thing, Clay, and you would dig this part of it. You've not, you never watched the first Frozen, have you? No, not at okay, all. Okay, I didn't think so. Which is fine. I understand. I have a little girl, and it was her first. It was her first real Disney princess movie. So you know that this is yeah. this is the one for her. And we've grown we've grown to like it as as we've watched it. You know, a blue million times. So anyway, you've got. I won't give I won't give any spoilers away. You know, I mean. Basically, Olaf becomes evil and kills everybody, and that's the end of the story. No, it's not. But like, man, that's some bleak shit. Yeah, Thank it you. is. Yeah, <laughs> but that's what I've been telling all the kids at school when we come back. I was like, yeah, I went and watched Frozen Two. Olaf is—he turns out to be a bad guy, and he kills everybody, and they're all dead. And Olaf is dead, and they're like, no. And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, no. And I'm like, I got you. <laughs> so, but <laughs> <They're> anyway. <crying. laughs> so anyway, you got Anna and Elsa. Everybody's back. Uh, it's kind of cool. They take the movie, and it's been six years since Frozen, the first one was released, and they take that into account that it's actually that there is a time jump of six years in this one. You know how most time with the sequel. It's only been a few months or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Right. They take that into account. So everybody's changed somewhat and all this stuff. And Kristoff's trying to get the nerve up to get Anna to or ask Anna to be to marry him. And all this stuff happens. And then right in the middle of the movie, Kristoff breaks out into a freaking 80s power ballad. I mean, full on with the guitars and everything. And so you got all these kids that are kind of laughing about it, but every adult in the whole thing that's my age is like just giggling because, you know, we grew up listening to that kind of stuff. So, uh, but it's a good movie. Uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, it's, I, I think it's better than the first one. Uh, Claire cried three times. I teared up once. And my daughter, who normally can't sit still in a movie, uh, Sit still the entire movie. She didn't move until the movie was over, basically, Damn. which is amazing. Uh, if you're a fan of Frozen, I suggest you go watch it. Uh, if you're not, I suggest you go watch it. But I, again, I like the, I, I do like this movie quite a bit. But anyway, that leads us into Epcot, my personal favorite uh, park, uh, just because it's more uh, science fictiony. I guess it was uh, originally Walt. 
Disney envisioned it to be like a city of tomorrow type of deal. Uh, there's lots of science and stuff like that happening in there. They're sciencey things, but they're changing all that. It's about to become completely different. So anyway, we took Ella Kate. We had to go meet Anna and Elsa. She got to meet her little friend from here in town, in Jamestown, had, had was down there, and they met up. And we went over to meet Anna and Elsa, which was a huge deal to a five-year-old and a four. Or well, let's see, one six, and Ella Kate will be five. So anyway. Huge deal. Both of them were like, ah, oh, my gosh. And then we walk around the corner where we finally get to see them. And not only do we see Anna and Elsa, but they have their brand-new costumes on and so on and so forth. And that's an even bigger deal. And it's like, ah. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh. I don't even know what to do. Ella Kate, she's like, ah. And I'm like, how can I even talk to you right now? So we did oh all that. God. Yeah, pretty much. And then we went and we rode the Frozen ride, which, you know, that's like, ah, as well. It was lots of that <laughs> on that day. But we did manage to, uh, we went around, we made it halfway around the showcase before we had to go back. <coughs> Excuse me. We had to head back because uh, we had uh, dinner reservations at Akershus in the Norway Pavilion, which is, uh, if you want to go to, Norway Pavilion is probably my favorite one of the whole bunch. It's all Vikings and so on and so forth. It's a really cool place. Um, but we had uh, Princess, not just, not just dinner, but dining with the princesses so you know that's big time when you have a five-year-old because you know we get to meet the princesses yeah so we get in there and, you know she's super duper excited now the last time we went uh let's see they have cinderella's there snow white's there bell's there aurora's there and ariel so, you know, these are like, the it's, it's almost like the Mount Rushmore of Disney princesses to a five-year-old. Because they can't function when they get in there. They they have to find the princesses. And until they can find the princesses, they can't do nothing. I mean, it's just like, oh, my gosh, I can't find them. Where are they at? Where are they going to be here? And they're just like, just calm down. So finally, <clears throat> excuse me. So finally they come out. And about halfway through our dining thing, they you it takes about, it took us about, an hour because they go from table to table and, you know, they'll take their picture with them and all that stuff. Get there. And we had to get the autographs and all that. So anyway, about halfway through it, they do this thing called the princess parade where all the kids get up and they do this parade around the entire restaurant, uh, with the princesses. Well, the first time we went, Ella Kate managed to hold Cinderella's hand, which was like, you know, that was the end-all, be-all. It was the greatest thing ever, you know, mind-blown, all that. So this time she got to hold Snow White's hand, and it was even more. It's like, ah, I don't want to. So there you go. That was my Disney in a nutshell. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Lots of screaming, and I will say this. Um, we stayed at the uh, Value Resorts. Uh, cause just, I, because it's cheaper. I mean, that's the honest truth. Uh, we stayed at the Pop Century one, which is my favorite of those. Um, and the new Skyliner, we got to use it. And, man, it is a dream. It's pretty awesome, dude. You get to, you can take Skyliners from there to either Hollywood Studios or Epcot. Either one. <laughs> Epcot's a little bit of a longer ride because you have to do some connecting and stuff. But it's all... Uh, uh, it's all nice and easy. Like every time we went on these, you know how it is normally when you do something, you know, at the park, at these parks and stuff, they cramp as many people as they can into a bus or even the monorail gets pretty packed if you get to ride it and that kind of thing. But these, uh, I think every time but once we got to ride in uh, one of the uh, gondolas by ourselves. So you didn't have like a million other people in there with you and you get great views over like all of the, uh, the whole resort area and all that stuff. So <laughs> it's pretty neat. If you're thinking about going and looking at those uh, value resort type places, uh, definitely check out Pop Century. <coughs> I'm dying. And yeah, Art, of An Art of Animation. Both of those uh, have connections for the uh, Skyliners. It's really cool stuff. Do you have any questions for me, Clay? I don't. It's, uh, well, actually, how was the food and the quality of food? Food's good. Um we, uh, I, I really enjoy, 
uh, Akers juice. It's an it's Nordic, and we had uh, meat. I had meatballs, uh, uh, mashed potatoes, and green beans and carrots with a uh, lingonberry sauce. I had mine on the mm-hmm. side. You can either have it on top or to the side. I had mine on the side. Uh, but yeah, it, it's good. Uh, it is overpriced. Um, breakfast is kind of hit or miss. We did three different breakfast uh, character dining buffet things, and each one was uh, different. Uh, you know, what I'm saying not not food wise, but quality wise. Like scrambled eggs, I can't stand runny scrambled eggs. And one of them, it looked like you know, basically you would pick it up, and then the eggs would just start dripping out of it. You know, so that's kind of a turn off. But uh, I mean, overall, it was pretty good. It wasn't nothing to complain about. The resorts offer stuff there, and they, they all of it was good. So, not bad. Oh, good. I'm glad you guys had a great time. So, we did. Um, uh, don't let my talk on uh, Smuggler's Run, by the way, uh, bring you down too much. Uh, like I said, I just think that was. I think part of it was uh, me being by myself, and part of it was it's just not fun if you're not one. Like, the pilots were having a blast the whole time, whereas I was just hitting three buttons nonstop. Like it, and, and the crazy thing is it didn't matter, Clay, what I hit. I was I could just hit whatever, and eventually, you know, whatever I was shooting at would veer into my line of fire. So I could just – technically, I could just hit one. Eventually, I'd hit it. So Yeah. I really hoped that they would, when I got a gunner, I was excited. I was like, sweet, I'm going to be a gunner. And I was thinking the same thing you was. I get to go in, you know, you get to drop down into the gunner's seat. <laughs> but no, none of that. Uh, I'm so sorry. It's all right. So, but I mean, the land itself is awesome. Don't and get cocky, kid. We got to meet, it's all right. We got to meet Ray. Or we didn't get to meet, but we saw uh, Ray while we were there. And, uh, they had, we watched a bunch of cool processionals that were happening with the, uh, like one of them, they had a stage show that was going on right at the Central where the Man's Chinese Theater is. Uh, and it had uh, characters from all the entire Skywalker uh, story, I guess. I can't think of what I'm trying to say. But anyway. So, you know, we I got to saw their Kylo Ren, whoever that is, it does a freaking awesome job. Uh, Vader was there. You know, it was just a processional of all them. So it's pretty neat. But, uh, you know, uh, that's about it on that. So, Clay, let's move on into some emails for this week. Emails. We do have a couple of emails this week. Emails. Uh, emails. We got to work on that email song, that, the jingle. Well, I'm just going to get that one asshole at the Hardy's drop through to record it. He'd be like, it's your email. Get your email. Get your email. Get my biscuit. <laughs> I want my biscuit. That's when we, we lost, me. That's when we lose what few few listeners we have left. God, you know what I mean, man? Go to work, man. I'll get my biscuit. Speaking of listeners, let's look at some of these emails real quick. Uh, first up, uh, this is from Glenn, and its uh, subject line is Special Needs Editions. <laughs> so he says, I recently posted a brief rant on the special edition releases of the original Star Wars trilogy in the Facebook group. Fortunately, I own the original DVD release, which included the original the- theatrical releases as, a bon- as bonus material. They are actually the original Laserdisc releases, which are not quite the theatrical releases, but they are about as close as you can get. It does not say Episode 4, uh, excuse me, it does not say Episode 4 and Han Han shoots first. These are the versions I typically watch unless they are on TV. My question is, which, which change in Star Wars Special Editions do you guys find most offensive? Also, if no one has asked yet, what are you guys thankful for this Thanksgiving? All right, Clay. Oh, man. You know what I detest is, you know, the the Han, you know, shooting first. Yeah, that yeah. bugs me. That's always going to yeah. bug me. But what I really detest is when you remove that song that they mm-hmm. sing in Jabba's palace. And yep. then you, you replace it with, it's garbage. Yeah. Do, 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 do. No, what's wrong with George? <coughs> 
What's that's, wrong, Jason? What's wrong with it? That's mine too. It's it's absolutely terrible. That first, the original Max Rubo song was awesome. Yes, uh, I still got. And then I, removing and then removing yeah, uh, the, ending, the ending, which we talked about. I really think that uh, you know, if I remember right, Empire was largely left untouched. I mean, they did a couple of things. I know with the uh, Cloud wa- City, the Cloud City there. stuff, and the and the Wampa at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, that attacks Luke was uh, didn't they touch that up a little bit? And, I'm sure they did. I, I, no, I actually can't really tell you much. But that I changed think, from Empire. I think Empire was one that was largely left un, uh, untouched, you know, for the most part. Because course, it's perfect. Yeah. And he well, he didn't even direct it either, though. Yeah. So. Well, he didn't direct uh, Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi, time, right? But, uh, you know, I can remember watching the Star Wars A New Hope Special Edition and I thought it was pretty cool at first some of the cleanup and stuff they done and you know just some of the little stuff they added uh, you know like when you come into Moss Eisley and how it was uh, more of a spaceport you know what I'm saying but and the Java stuff looks terrible yeah, too yeah. Um, you know, that's when I was a lot younger I never got a yeah. chance you know I was born in 82 so I never got a chance to watch the the Star Wars when it came out in theaters and that's when my dad was managing the theater so I got to watch all three of those you know yeah. I thought that was a special treat and I thought it was cool at first with all I, that stuff I, I can remember like, the funny you know? thing is when they released that Star Wars special edition re-release you know with the, the new footage and all that stuff or I mean the retouch footage I, I said to myself I may never get to see these again at the theater I'm going and now I've seen them how many times at the theater? Fool mm-hmm. me once, fool yeah. <laughs> <Pull> me twice. <laughs> so, but yeah, um, I think we're in agreement, really, that Return, that stuff in Return of the Jedi, because, and I think it, I think the reason it bugs me more than any though is because uh, Empire Empire is my favorite. It's the best Star Wars movie, I, in my opinion. Yes, but Return holds a, holds a special place to me just because it was. M- my first Star Wars, really. I had seen Empire and I had seen A New Hope, but man, when I saw Return and like when they're out fighting on the barge and you know Luke uh, R two shoots his uh, Luke his lightsaber and it's like you're like oh crap that's green that's not blue and blah blah yeah. you know and uh, Boba Fett's there and so on and so forth and then you know the fight at the end and that the whole space battle and are they going to be able to get the generator down and I even like the Ewoks at the time you know I still don't have a problem with the Ewoks honestly. But, Plus, you uh, got the Emperor, man. You got the exactly. Emperor, man. Like, yeah. Ian McDermott, man, just chews everything up and spits it out. It, it's the, the wooden dialogue, of yeah. course, is always going to be wooden, but, but those not, Emperor lines but are great. But it's not nearly as wooden as those prequels. I don't care what anybody says. Uh, I, I'm afraid uh, your friends uh, are not going to get your coffee. <laughs> Attack of the Clones is, uh, is an unwatchable movie, in my opinion. Uh, that guy... That I was telling you about at Disney World, the, the guy that worked there that we was talking about, he's in, yeah. he. We were both like, you know, it was just everybody rings almost the same in this one. I saw somebody somewhere was defending Attack of the Clones in that battle at the end, how good it was, and I was like, you have lost your mind talking that because that movie is terrible from start to finish. I, can, I, I will actually defend the the battle. That was cool. I mean, no, seeing like the troops no. on the field and stuff like that. Yeah, that was cool. No. But it was again. It was just the script. No one. Oh man, but George. Like, when when, George had his. He had he had nothing but yes men around him. Had yeah. no no men, and so he just. I oh, have someone else to touch when, up the scripts. When Anakin and Padme are out there in the field and talking, he's just like, oh my gosh, this is just. Ugh. Anyway. On that note, what are you think? What are you thankful for, Clay? I'm thankful for the snot in my nose. Oh my gosh! I'm just you know thankful uh, to be alive, man. I'm just happy. So I'm thankful for our work and all the people I'm friends with. Thankful for my pups, family, all that good stuff. So I'm the usual. I'm the thankful usual. for uh, yeah, all the all of the above, and then you know. Special shout out to uh, you and everybody that listens and helps keep this uh, crazy podcast that we're slowly crafting going. Uh, 
you know, it feels good after, you know, years of uh, wanting to and not having the guts to. And then that people are out there and, you know, they're uh, they're interacting with us. And it, it just makes me feel good that we're uh, – I'm thankful for that, uh, that, along with everything else, of course. Thankful for the twins I've got coming and the hair that's going to fall out when they get yeah. here, what hair's the left. Of yeah. All of it. So, but anyway, there's that one. Our next email is from Josh. And it says its uh, subject is Thanksgiving. Uh, What are your thoughts on the Facebook poll question regarding Episode 9 versus The Mandalorian? Pretty good participation on that one. Also, I highly recommend Jedi Fallen Order. In my opinion, it's the best Star Wars game since KOTOR. Finally, either of you are uh, finally either of you excited for Knives Out. So we've answered that last one. Yeah. Uh, I pulled up the poll once I saw this one. Uh, are you more excited for the Mandal- the rest of the Mandalorian season one, the Rise of Skywalker, or a potential Backstreet Boys reunion? Uh, uh, episode nine, man. Definitely. Six people voted for Mandalorian. Uh, four, including myself, for for and now you, Clay, Rise of Skywalker, and two for a potential Backstreet Boys reunion. Uh, but to be honest, I mean, I'm pretty excited about anything Star Wars. I mean, the only things I, I just don't watch Star Wars related are the cartoons. But now that I have Disney Plus, yeah, I'm gonna try to actually and go back and watch the Clone Wars and Rebels. Now that they have a continue watching feature coming, so you can continue where you you know that way I can quit watching the first episode of Amazing Spider Man or Spider Man is Amazing Friends because I watched it 700 times. But uh, I'm pretty excited about that being added at some point. Uh, but yeah, I'm all about. Uh, you know, as as much as uh, we've been talking about The Mandalorian and how good it is, uh, I am ready to see what Abrams does with Rise of Skywalker. I'm ready for it to be brought home and close the book on this part of the Star Wars. So, that's where I'm at. And then, what was the second part of the question? Uh, uh, well, the, he had asked if we... Uh, we're having an interest in Knives Out, uh, which we've oh, all talked about. Oh, he was talking about the Star Wars game, too, yeah, which yeah. I, I will I uh, play, but you still have my, favorite, my favorite Star Wars game growing up were the X-Wing games, the X-Wing, TIE Fighter, X-Wing versus TIE Fighter by LucasArts, where yeah, you piloted yeah. all the ships. The old PC oh, my ones. God. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, Rogue Knives Squadron. Out Republic is really good, but yeah, Rogue Squadron, Rogue Squadron. for the GameCube. Those Man, games we had a blast awesome. on that you know, I used to crack up, you, you know, you always had to have that Hoth scene in there every time. So you Every could, Star Wars game. Yeah. It ain't a Star Wars game unless you're playing somewhere I think in it's Hoth. mandatory. But, uh, yeah, uh, mine, I have, like I had said before, I started playing uh, Fallen Order, but then, you know, we went on vacation and all that stuff. I was about 45 minutes to an hour in. Josh has been talking about it a lot, about how good it is. So I'd like to get back to it, I hope. Uh, but for me, probably my favorite would be, I'll probably follow about the same camp as you on those, Clay. Uh, I don't know, I always liked the Shadows of Empire. That's a good game. One on the Nintendo 64. Uh, that was a good one. Just thinking off the top of my head. Of course, you know, Super Star Wars and Super Empire Strikes Back. And I remember, do you remember the Return of the Jedi game they had at the theater? Back in the day, you know, where you could ride the, uh, the, uh, yeah, I remember my dad playing as a kid. Yeah. I always yeah. dug that one. I would get killed, you know, immediately, but still. So, but anyway, Clay, uh, that's it for emails. Uh, Clay, you got a recommendation, recommendation this week for anybody? Uh, I don't know. Read Dune. If you have never read Dune, which is considered one of the best science fiction fantasy books of all time. Uh, go out and read it. I've actually, I've just had somebody text me. They finally started reading it, and they've been loving it. And I was like, well, <coughs> just wait, because, I mean, the books, the books are really good. Yeah. Really good. I wish you would read them, Jason, because 
They're just very thoughtful. I may borrow them off of you if I ever catch up on comic books. But uh, uh, mine this week, Clay, is um, the Watchmen podcast. Uh, It's uh, from the same producers who did the Chernobyl uh, podcast that I talked about earlier. Uh, The Watchmen one is a little different. Uh, Greg Mazin is the host, and he was the writer on the Chernobyl Diaries, if I remember. Not Chernobyl Diaries, that's a terrible movie. On Chernobyl TV show, and uh, it has uh, Damon Lindoff on it, and it covers the first episode covers episodes one through three of the series. Second one is going to be two through, or I mean, four through six, and then uh, seven through nine in the last. It's only three episodes, but uh, it that's where I, you know I mentioned the Doomsday Clock thing would be part of it. Uh, he he did say that. I got that from listening to that. It's a pretty interesting uh, listen if you're a fan of the uh, show itself because, you know, there's only three billion different types of supplemental material you can get for that anyway. I still want to check out those liner notes from the uh, soundtrack at some point. So that's mine. Clay, you got anything else for us? Bye, man. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody, though. Yes, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Uh, As always, thanks for listening. Uh, you can find us on all the podcast streaming sites out there, and please make sure and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. If you haven't joined the Facebook group yet, just search for Ramblings from Nowhere. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at From Ramblings and on Instagram at RFN underscore podcast. Also, don't forget to send those emails in with any questions or comments to RFN.podcast1 at gmail.com. Clay, where can everyone find you at on social media? Uh, Twitter at SweetJJ1. That no, excuse me, the number one and S. <laughs> SweetJJ1S. Yeah. I'm glad to see you staying on there. Um, I will. I finally figured out why I couldn't tag you. You know, I'd said I couldn't t- tag you in a uh, post for the podcast, and that's because I wasn't using a capital S because oh. Twitter's stupid sometimes, or well, most of the time actually. I mean, just Twitter. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jason76Z. And with that, we are out. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way.